politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is mr fabian ah. all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back a brand new episode politics for dummies going on strong 13 episodes and we've got so much to cover uh let's start with our normal introductions kp fabian our old diplomat for our country worked in various countries and cities and has represented india on an international front i am a radio jock and i talk to uh, people and i entertain them every morning in delhi so that's pretty much who we are but fabian you've got you've got the inside scoop for almost every country don't you like you know the intricacies of all of them i do not claim that <laughs> <laughs> tell me as a diplomat what was your favorite thing to do well as a diplomat the favorite thing is to talk to others or rather listen to them it's more important to listen okay rather than to speak all right and talking about listening and speaking we're going to go ahead and talk about china and hear about china because at this point of time china taiwan hong kong india um it's a hole it's a rabbit's hole that keeps on going down 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 and understanding this is a very important thing so fabian let's start with the most basic question why or how did china become such a big power till like 2021 i mean it was of course it's like area wise population wise china has always been there but then how did china became this big in the last recent years interesting question but uh, i want to ask you a counter question okay have you chosen china for this uh, conversation because this is the centenary of the foundation of the communist party of china which was founded in 1921 is that the reason why he chose this in which case i congratulate you for your historical sense i mean i chose it because i had too many questions about china and that's about it nothing more nothing less but uh, if you want to congratulate me i would take that congratulations man i mean there is there is nothing wrong in not being congratulated but yes i took china at this point of time for not the reason you say but for the reason i believe that at this point of time understanding the the phrase is keep your friends close but your enemies closer right that's the phrase right i'm not implying anything here 
but if someone's smart enough he would know where i'm pointing at well thank you i have always practiced it at any national day reception i spend more time with my pakistani counterpart <laughs> nice and in rome with his uh, wife who had the best collection of indian music wow and who incidentally was the daughter of the foreign minister of pakistan nice and once i came to know from her that the next day musharraf president musharraf was landing there on a private visit hey see so you, important very important. Right. very important very important now, now coming to a question about china's uh, strength well i will certainly speak about china's strength but if i may let us do a short analysis okay strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats is that a good idea yes okay now coming to the strength as you yourself said china is such a huge country 9.7 million square kilometers of course it's not the largest largest is russia 17 million next comes canada 9.9 and then comes china okay that is a, in a manner of speaking it is a strength also the population demography that also is a strength but it can also be a weakness as we shall see now china's strength comes from let me put it this way three factors okay. one is that uh, the economy mm-hmm. in 1976 china accounted for 1% of the world gdp all right in 2019 it accounted uh, for 14.2 trillion okay wow. and uh, that is hell of a lot because the world gdp was 87.7 trillion so you see the jump then of course there is a military modernization there is artificial intelligence and all that but that is the strength part of it now let me say a word or two about the weaknesses well demographically china is going to be in serious problem because of that one child policy no yeah well they have amended it but it will uh, take, take time eh yeah 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 <laughs> they recently did it they recently did it yeah now the thing is this in 1978 when they started uh, their um, economic opening you see at that time the working population accounted for 90% of the adult population and now in 2020 it account for 83% okay now let me put it a little more in a slightly different uh, fashion in 1978 there were nine workers for each retiree okay in 2020 there are only five workers oh that's too late for less. each retiree okay and according to lancet you know the uh, research organization by the end of this century china's population will be down by 50% oh so there are serious demographic problems which well china is trying to take care of but 
they are not easy. Okay. Okay. That is one. Secondly, China's growth has been export-led. You know, by exporting to the Boarding. rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. But mainly thanks to the United States, because it's only after Nixon went to China in 1972. All right. Much later, it happened. China could join the world community, so to say. Okay. You know, it entry into WTO came around 2000. All right. And then, you know, it exports shot up. All right. Okay. Now, world trade is not going to grow as fast as it did in the past for various reasons. Yeah. Okay. So that is one thing. Now, the third thing is China's behavior. It's like this. Let's imagine two people. One has got a Mercedes 650. Okay. The other has got a Mercedes 230. Now they are having a competition. Now, most obviously, we would say that the guy with 650 will, you know, win. Except it also depends on the driver. Correct? Yes, it does. It does. If the driver is not smart enough, he will crash. Very true. By overspeeding. Now, China's behavior has been aggressive. Yeah. Not only towards India, as we all know, on which perhaps we would need a full discussion another time. Yes. But it has been aggressive towards the rest of the world also. Some countries, say Australia. You know, Australia exports a lot of beef and wine. Yes. Because Australia told the WHO, World Health Assembly, that we need to find out from where did this uh, virus originate. We need to find out whether China has been transparent. Then China hit hard on Australian exports to China. It, yeah. it really hurt because China is a big, big trade partner. Yeah. So not only Australia, but, you know, China can be difficult with other countries also. Yeah. Now, and I said behavior also, you know, of the tension between China and the United States. True. It was there under Trump. It is there under Biden. Only one difference. Trump acted impulsively. He yeah. tweeted. Yeah. Whereas Biden talks to his allies in Europe and elsewhere, Japan, India. Well, I wouldn't call India an ally, but we are yeah. very close. Yeah. Um, you know, and then tries to sort of do something in a planned way, unlike Trump. So that is there. We don't know where it's going to go. And even the European Union has become a little more, what shall I say, careful about accepting Chinese investment. Yes. Because, you know, they are buying up companies. True. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, that export-led, investment-led growth, well, it's going China. to slow down. And yeah. then there is a Belt and Road, big project, big project, you know, huge, so many countries involved, but there are problems there. So I'll put it this way. It is not all sunshine. There are clouds in the sky and we do not know when we might have a thunderstorm and some showers. All right. All right. Fair enough. Now, uh, let's talk about Taiwan and its connections to China. Um, recently, a wrestler called John Cena, I've spoken about this before, went ahead and claimed Taiwan to be a separate country and uh, Chinese government and the Chinese country pressurized him into saying something else. 
and because of him retracting his previous statement it became a big internet meme sensation saying that john cena says taiwan is not a country but let the internet unite and call taiwan a separate country uh taiwan hong kong why china has or trying to have control over these two places well historically there was civil war in china between chiang kai shek the great leader kuomintang republic of china and mao zedong the great communist leader and that civil war in the mainland was won by mao zedong and in october 1949 he said china is standing up you know that is he when he declared the people's republic of china now chiang kai shek was beaten militarily he fled to taiwan and proclaimed the republic of china okay and at that time china did not have the military capability to go and attack taiwan okay because there was also the united states all right okay now in taiwan they have built up a very prosperous society the per capita income in taiwan is much 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 higher than in china okay okay now initially it was a dictatorship but later taiwan became a democracy they hold free elections of course there is an economic uh, interdependence between the two countries because taiwan has invested a lot in china but the taiwanese have no intention of getting you know merged with china and the united states is determined to support uh, taiwan uh-huh. so as of now there is no question but what will happen in the next 5 years i don't want to predict all right fine what's up with hong kong why does hong kong want to maintain its uh, you know freedom and it wants to stay away from mainland china what's the story of the hong kong process because before the pandemic hit us the biggest the largest the the, the most numbered protest that ever happened in this world was the hong kong protest where every citizen stepped out on the street what happened was that uh, hong kong was on lease to the british for a 100 year lease and when that ended i believe in 1997 or so you can check up yeah then china said there was an agreement with uk for uh, restoring the chinese sovereignty and china said one country but two systems okay that is china pledged to respect hong kong's internal autonomy okay but that pledge by china was not carried out china started intervening in hong kong and clipping its wings you know and not holding proper elections Okay. so the young people in hong kong they revolted you know and they got a lot of support from the international community yeah but china tightened its hold so let's see what happens you know it's an ongoing struggle okay. but we haven't seen the end of it all right now let's come to india chinese relationship we know that india sino relationships are very weird but i say weird sometimes we play nice sometimes we play dirty but most of the time it's it's a very dark relationship that we have 
So there have been previous uh, altercations between the two countries. And uh, right now, we see aggressiveness by China when it comes to borders on the Himalayan side, Tibetan side. So um, what is the Indo-Sino relationships like at this point of time? Well, regarding the border matter, we have to understand that in 1993, an agreement was signed by the then Prime Minister P.V. Narsam Rao mm-hmm. in Beijing. He was on a visit there. Agreement on peace and tranquility, you know, between India and China at the border region. Okay, they call it a line of actual control, LAC. Yeah. Now, India signed it in good faith. But I wouldn't say that India was diligent. Because when you say LAC, you should have at least had a map which should have drawn where the LAC was. Mm-hmm. Or at least indicated, you know, it is like this, you know, a range. Nothing like that. So that was India's fault. But India was so anxious to sign something and believed China that it will, you know, behave. Yeah. But China has not behaved. China has uh, violated the agreement which it has signed with India in 1993 and later years. Okay. And China has been nibbling at Indian territory. And so what they do is that, you know, they advance 10 kilometers and then they will agree to withdraw five kilometers. I'm putting it, uh, you know, sort of uh, bluntly, you know, I'm not sort of, you know what I mean? So that is the technique they have been. Now, as you know, our external affairs ministry has come out with a statement, I think, yesterday. I read about it in today's papers okay. Okay. that, you know, there is no movement. And when we told the Chinese, why are you sort of adding more troops? They say that, no, 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 this is, uh, they were there. We are only restoring what was. Now, China has mastered the art of uh, using words to mislead. All right. That is only one part of it, one okay. part of it. China is our neighbor. You can't change the neighbor. I mean, <laughs> so I wish, we have I to defend our territory. Yeah. And at the same time, we have to live, we have to have modus vivendi. We have to live with the neighbor. Okay. But defend so, our territory. Uh, yeah. So is, is China a troublesome neighbor or Pakistan a troublesome neighbor? Or both of them are equally horrendous? Both are troublesome, and we also have to understand that there's a deep nexus between them. Mm. That is, they act, you know, with a certain uh, consultations, yeah. you know, when it comes to India. Okay. But between us, Pakistan is a subsidiary ally of China. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So China has, in a manner of speaking, China can tell Pakistan what to do. Yeah, because yeah. Pakistan has got so much money from China, that corridor and all that, you know, China has yeah. invested so much. Yeah. Otherwise, also, Pakistan is dependent on China. All right. All right. So four major topics relating to China being explained right here. Uh, I mean, of course, the atrocities and the stories uh, surrounding China and their actions go way more than these four topics. But we're going to keep it short and simple and we'll come back in the next episode, talk a little bit more. Uh, Let's talk about the Putin and Biden relationship that is going on right now. 
they seem to have an interesting conversation and creating a stir on the internet as well so next episode let's talk about that great that will All be right. an interesting topic we shall go to geneva yes let's go there let's go there if you want to listen to more such podcasts then go ahead and check us out on hdsmartcast.com and don't forget this was an hd smartcast production which is india's fastest growing podcast production platform and if you want to have a conversation with me uh, in regards to politics you can always hit me up on instagram that's radio aniket for you and if you want to give us feedback at hd smartcast is where we will be ready for your feedback or suno nay nazariye se this was a radio on production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast